Welcome to the first episode of Thermochromia, my new podcast. My name is Sursa. That is Swedish for cricket. I am not Swedish, but I did enjoy the name, and so I repurposed it. So, um, once again, this is Thermochromia, and I'm your host, Cricket, or Sursa. Um, I don't really know how this uh, podcast is going to shape up. Um, I've never done a solo podcast before. I've always had somebody here with me um, to kind of bounce things off of, but this is something that I felt that I needed to do um, because I think there are a lot of people out there like me. I think there are a lot of people out there who were raised in a very religious, very authoritarian household. Um, They weren't diagnosed with mental illness until very late. And I want to kind of explore that a little bit. Um, First things first, what is thermochromia? Thermochromia is a chemical reaction that happens when you apply heat or cold to a certain chemical. Um, It's a chemical composition that changes color. So basically, um, you're seeing thermochromia happen when you see a mood ring. And to me, my specific mental illness is a little bit like a mood ring. And it kind of comes and goes. It's all different. Sometimes it's beautiful. Sometimes it's black. And it's all over the place. And I thought that having this experience be named after a mood ring, after thermochromia, after this chemical reaction that happens would be something that would mean something to me. And, um, you know, that's, that's kind of the direction I wanted to take it. Um, to me, well, let's back up a little bit. First off, I want to introduce myself. Um, I am... 41 years old. I'll be 42 uh, this year in uh, 2022. And I was not diagnosed with mental illness until I was 30, 33 years old, um, which is relatively late to be diagnosed with a mental illness. Um, I had a very religious upbringing, um, (laughs) which kind of delayed the process of getting diagnosed because my parents did not believe in mental illness. They didn't believe that there was anything wrong with me that a good exorcism couldn't handle. So that was always fun. Um, anything that was wrong with us, uh, they, (coughs) excuse me, anything that was wrong with us, they considered that to be, uh, demons, um, messing with our psyches, messing with our spirits, and they would pray for us. And that's not the most helpful thing in the world when you're dealing with a mental illness, when you're dealing with an undiagnosed mental illness. <clears throat> it's become very clear to me as I look back over my life that I have been dealing with ADHD, I have been dealing with bipolar. I have been dealing with generalized anxiety, and I have been dealing with all of these things my entire life. I just didn't know about it until I was actually given a diagnosis in therapy. Um, My parents actually didn't believe in therapy when I was a kid. Uh, It's not something we ever discussed. It's not something we ever talked about because the only way to fix your problems, according to my parents, um, was to go to church and pray about it. 
And if your problems were not fixed, then you weren't praying hard enough. You weren't praying the right way. You weren't inviting Jesus to help you. You weren't inviting God to help you. Um, you know, basically it boiled down to, it was my fault that I was having all of these problems because I just wasn't, I just wasn't holding my mouth right when I prayed or whatever. Um, and so it all, it all boiled down to me. Now, <clears throat> I had a very religious upbringing mostly because I was a preacher's kid or I am a preacher's kid. My parents are still alive. Um, that led to some interesting issues growing up because when you are a preacher's kid, you basically live in a glass house. Uh, there is no privacy for you as a preacher's kid. Everything you do, everything you think, everything reflects on your parents. And so you have to be this perfect little child and you have to be this, you have to fit in this mold that people have made for you. You're not allowed to be your own person. Uh, you have to be what other people um, think that you should be. And <laughs> so it, it's, it's very frustrating. It's very difficult to fit in. It's very difficult to figure out who you are as a person when other people are deciding that for you. And that's exactly what happened as I was growing up. Other people were deciding who Sursa is and who I am as a person. And I was told what I should be. I was not allowed to discover that on my own and to become into a fully formed human being. One part of my religious upbringing taught me never to trust my own thoughts, um, never to just to be careful because my thoughts were coming from Satan. It is not because of anything that I had specifically done to invoke Satan, anything like that. It was just any thought that we might have that was outside of something that was godly was considered satanic. It was something that was considered demonic. Um, it was a, a bad influence for us. And I don't even know. <laughs> This is, this is a really hard road to go down. I've, I've been working on this in therapy uh, for a very long time. So please forgive me as I, as I work my way down this road on this podcast. But it's very difficult to become a person when you don't know what people are supposed to look like. There's a weird thing that happens when you're raised religious, especially as religious as I was raised. Everything is fake. Because you see the problems that you have inherent in your own family. You see your dad yelling at you. You see your mom yelling at you. You, you see the spankings happen. You see the, the, the beatings, with, not, not beatings, but the, the spankings that happen with uh, wooden spoons and, and whatnot. You see all of that happen, and then you go to church on Sunday, and then you go to church on Sunday night, and you go to church on Wednesday, and you, you go to choir on, on the other days, and, and you do all of these things, and you're outwardly perfect. But inwardly, everything is falling apart. And that leads you down a really weird mental path when you're trying to figure out who you are as a person, but all these people around you are fake. So you see this fakeness in your own life and you see this fakeness in your own family and you assume that everyone is that way. I don't know if everyone's that way. I have no idea. 
I take people, I try to take people at their word that this image that they're portraying to me is the correct image, is, is an accurate image. But I have no way of knowing that because when I was a kid, everything was, was dual. It was how we were relating at church versus how we were relating at the house. And those two things were not always the same thing. And it's, it's very frustrating because you, you don't really know who's leading you down the right path. Plus, you're being taught that you can't trust your own thoughts. You can't trust your own heart. You can't trust anything about yourself because it doesn't come from God, because of original sin, because of purity culture, because of all these things that are mentally beaten into you when you're a kid and a religious kid. You... You, you can't trust anything that comes out of yourself. And so that makes you very anxious because any thought that you might have might be the one that sends you to hell. Any, any action that you might do might be the, that, that's the tipping point and God's just not going to have any more of it. And it's, it's, it's tough for a kid, especially one with undiagnosed mental illnesses as I had. Um, I, I was a very, very quiet kid. And, and this is still part of my introduction, so I apologize. Um, I was a very quiet kid. I was a middle child. Uh, I have one older brother and a younger sister. So I kind of got lost in the shuffle a lot. Uh, my older brother is 11 and a half years older than me. My younger sister is 11 months younger than me. <laughs> so we were very close in age. Uh, we actually hated each other when we were kids, but we... <laughs> We actually started getting along when we got into college together, so that was that was kind of nice. We don't speak now, but that's another podcast for another time. Um, I did a lot of reading as a kid. Um, I I loved finding a good novel and just sinking into it. And and I I was blessed with the ability to sink into a book. Some people read a book and they're just reading words on a page. And they can kind of conjure up, you know, um, ideas and feelings and, and all of these things that go with, with the story that's, that's in the book. But I had the ability to sink into my imagination. And I would just freely play in all of these worlds that were opened up in front of me thanks to books. I read voraciously as a kid. I mean, I, I just, my vocabulary was through the roof because I, I read everything that was, that was put in front of me. It, it didn't matter if it was my age or not. I, I still read it. Um, I was reading books that were way past you know, college level books when I was in third grade. Uh, you know, just, just stuff that's, that's way beyond me, but I loved it. I loved it. Now, nonfiction is still a little tough for me. Um, because it's not something you can sink into. Um, I like learning new things. I like reading fiction. I like reading textbooks to a certain degree, but nonfiction is, is still really, really tough for me. Uh, so if anybody knows any way to get around that so that I can read some more nonfiction books, please let me know because I am open to, uh, you know, I'm open to learning all kinds of things. Uh, but I loved sinking into a good novel as a kid. And I didn't realize until much, much later that this is a form of disassociation. And so that's what I was doing. Um, I was getting lost in all of this religion and all of this crap 
that my parents had submerged me in. I was getting lost in all of that. So I decided to take control of myself and get lost in what I wanted to get lost in, not what they wanted me to get lost in. So I was disassociating by using books to do that. It was a great way. It's awesome. So <laughs> I loved it. Um, <clears throat> so uh, I was also, I was homeschooled, so I was isolated a lot. Um, I didn't have a whole lot of friends growing up. Um, just the kids that played in our neighborhood near where we lived. Um, because... We didn't have anything to do with the public school system. Now, this is the weird thing about my parents. Well, it's not a weird thing about my parents, but it's just something interesting, I think. Um, everybody in my family is a teacher of some type. Uh, my mother has a master's in education uh, from a Christian college. Uh, she taught school from the time she graduated until the time I was born. Um and then she quit to educate my sister and I. Uh, my dad is a college professor, and he's got, I know, one PhD, possibly two masters, and I don't know how much other continuing education he's got. He's an extremely educated man. Um, most of his stuff was coming from uh, Christian, school, Christian schools, however. Um, let's see. Um so when, when my parents decided to homeschool us, it wasn't really necessarily that big of a deal because they both had the education to do so. This wasn't like somebody who didn't finish high school trying to teach their kid calculus. You know, my parents had edu education degrees. And so they used those education degrees to homeschool my sister and I. So I've never seen the inside of a public school for education purposes outside of 30 days when I was 16 when I went to get my learner's permit. That's the only time I've ever been in public school. I actually loved it. <laughs> that 30 days was the best part of my educational uh, experience when I was a kid. I loved it. So I can only imagine how it would have been had I been exposed to that the entire time. Um, I enjoy that kind of rote learning. I enjoy that kind of structure. That's something that works really well with my um, specific brand of mental illness. <laughs> And my specific brand of ADHD, I need structure and routine. And uh, school would have provided that where homeschooling did not necessarily because it was a little more loosey-goosey as far as um, when we started school, when we ended school, that sort of thing. Um, now, uh, one thing that I didn't find out until 2020 is that the homeschooling curriculum my parents used uh, was a cult. So I was raised in a cult, had no idea, didn't know until 2020. Uh, that is, that's a gut punch when you figure that out as an adult that you were raised in a cult and does not speak real well to my education that I didn't notice it until then. But there you go. Sometimes it takes us a little longer to, uh, to learn things than, uh, than it should, but I know it now. Uh, and there will be a podcast eventually, about this cult that I was raised in because, whoo boy, let me tell you, it's a doozy. Um, we spent, my sister and I, we spent every available day in church or in school. Um, so we didn't just stick with going to church twice on Sunday and once on Wednesday. 
um, anytime the doors were open. And, you know, of course, my dad was a pastor, so we were at the church a lot. More days than we were not at church, we were at church doing something. Um, I was in the church choir. Um, I sang in the Sunshine Singers, S-O-N, not S-U-N, Sunshine Singers. Um I wasn't real good at it, but I was allowed to sing in it. And I'm I'm pretty sure that it was nepotism or whatever because I I'm not a singer. <laughs> I'm not going to subject you to my voice right now because uh, it's terrible. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, as far as my parents being highly highly educated, it actually made me a little snotty about homeschooling um, because my parents were so educated. Um, Anybody that I see homeschooling who doesn't have a degree in education, to me, ain't doing it right. And, and honestly, that's that's my personal hang-up. Um, that's just me being snotty. Uh, please don't don't take this as me being insulting. We, we all have our own biases and prejudices, and I'm doing my best to recognize them in me and not allow them to affect how I treat people. So... I apologize, but it has made me inherently a little snotty about, about homeschooling. Um, I was in the Sunshine Singers. I went to church camp every year. Oh, my goodness. Every single freaking year. Um, <clears throat> and that was amazing. We went to a vacation Bible school. I never led anything like singing or praying or, or, or any of the other stuff in, in church, but I did get to lead... I, uh, let me back up. I taught myself how to play the clarinet when I was 10. And I was allowed to play in the church choir and led some of their songs. I also learned some a little bit of sign language so that I could do, and I don't remember it now, but I, I learned some sign language so that uh, my best friend and I could sing with the choir and do the signs for the music, which was pretty cool. Um, we were also in Awana, and I don't know if you guys know what Awana is. Um, I'm going to have to look up what that stands for because it's an acronym for something. Like something like all warriors, something, something. Anyway, it's warriors of God, but it's kids. You're training them up to be um, warriors of God. And you have to learn a lot of Bible verses and you compete for things. And you, it, it's, it's a lot of fun, but it's also a lot of indoctrination. And you don't realize it's indoctrination until way later in life. And, you know, there you have it. You're, you're indoctrinated. You don't understand why, why things make sense to you. Because when you look at them objectively, they're absolutely weird. But when you're indoctrinated in something, it's like a fish being in water. Fish don't know they're in water because it's everywhere around them. And that was me with religion that was me with christianity that was me with all of these things that i was um that i was indoctrinated over i didn't know that they were weird i didn't know that i was in a cult i didn't know any of that stuff until much much later in life when i was able to pull back and say hang on this stuff doesn't make sense and you need to know, if you're listening to this, you need to know that it is okay 
to come to these realizations later in life. You need to know everybody learns things at their own pace. And you need to know that it is okay for someone else to have pointed it out to you, for you to get it. That is okay. We can't possibly all know everything all the time. And sometimes we need to be told how things are for us to actually get them. Never give up, okay? Never get frustrated that you didn't know something yesterday because now you know it today. And it's a wonderful thing. Um, a little bit more about introduction. Uh, my family relationships. Um, I, I told you I have two siblings. Uh, I have a brother. I never really got along with my brother because he always was frustrated by me. Um, I was a weird little kid. I didn't really fit in with my family. Um, he was also tw almost 12 years older than me. And by the time I was old enough to play with him, he was almost out of the house and didn't want anything to do with me because I was an irritating child to him. Now he and my sister got along just fine. She's 11 months younger than me. So I don't know why the 11 months had to do with anything other than I think that my brother and I just have a personality conflict and we just have never gotten along. Um, I haven't actually spoken to my brother in almost two years. And the last time that I spoke to him, it was because he accidentally pocket dialed me. And then when he found out it was me, he hung up on me. So that was fun. We'll go into why we think that happened later on in a different podcast. Um, but I never really got along with my brother. Um, my sister and I, we didn't get along with each other when we were kids. But once we got into college, we started getting along with one another. Uh, we actually became best friends in college, which was pretty cool. And we stayed best friends up until a few years ago. Um, and that's another thing I'm going to go into on a different podcast, why she and I kind of fell out. Um, but that is kind of a convoluted story. It's going to take a whole other podcast by itself to kind of go into. And guess what? You guys are my therapy sessions. So welcome welcome for the ride. Um, <laughs> my sister and I don't talk now. Uh, so we went from being very, very close to, to not talking. Um, something that I was taught when I was a kid up until I went to college, dinosaurs were put in the ground by Satan to trick us into thinking that the earth was more than 6,000 years old. So that, more than anything, tells you how I was raised. Um, <laughs> I was raised in ATIA, which if any of you guys know what ATIA is, um, if you guys have heard of the Duggars or the Plaths, uh, they use that homeschooling curriculum, curriculum uh, to teach their kids. Um, I never really fit in with my family. It was a, I was a weird kid. Um, I'm adopted. But oddly enough, was never made to feel weird about being adopted. Um, that's not the part that makes me the odd person out in my family. It's just my personality is different than my family. And I've never fit in with them. Uh, it has nothing to do with me being adopted. It has everything to do with me just not having the same mindset as my family. And to be perfectly honest, not wanting the same mindset as my family. Uh, because I don't, it, it just, it doesn't work for me. And that's okay. And you need to know if your mindset doesn't work with your family, that's okay too. Uh, there's nothing wrong with being different. And 
It has taken me a really long time. I, I still don't embrace my differences, but at least I'm okay with them. And you have to be okay with being different than these people who raised you. Because sometimes your values don't necessarily align. Sometimes your brainwaves don't necessarily align. Sometimes your emotional maturity doesn't necessarily align. And that's okay. As long as you're taking care of yourself and you're not hurting anyone else, be your, be your own person. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, I was a very mercurial child. Do you know what mercurial means? <laughs> so I was the kind of kid I had a lot of wild mood swings. Um, I can't remember ever throwing tantrums, but I do know I got angry very quickly. Um, I do know that I got... I just had wild mood swings all over the place. And looking back on that, it was because I was bipolar and we didn't know. It was because I was ADHD and we didn't know. And it's not something that my parents would have tested me for anyway. Uh, but it all makes sense now. Um, my parents never would have had me tested for any of that stuff because their mantra is to trust in God. Uh, you need to pray it away. Uh, mental illness is not real illness it is a demon tormenting you and you need to pray for it to go away. So that was how I was raised. Um, I know better now and baby, better living through chemistry. There is nothing wrong with popping some pills to make yourself feel better. Everybody should do it. <laughs> okay. There's something wrong with everybody and we can fix it all with medication. I have spoken. Um... I, I was taught never to trust myself because, you know, thoughts could be directly from Satan, which is really frustrating because it seemed like the only thoughts that were not from Satan were the ones that lined up perfectly with my parents. So if I had a thought that deviated from what the church taught, from what my dad taught, uh, or from what my parents said, then that was from Satan. And I had to discard it immediately. Now, growing up, uh, or having having been a grown-up now, I can look back and say, well, that's silly. Why would my parents know any better than anybody else what God wants or what's, you know, or what's coming from Satan? And, and the truth of the matter is they didn't. They don't. Everybody is on the, a level playing field. Nobody has a direct line to God. Um, we all have the same struggles here on this planet and we are all as far as knowing what comes from God and what comes comes from Satan we're all in the same boat because nobody knows ultimately it's your thoughts if they don't harm anybody they're fine okay um let's see now something that my upbringing did, and I'll be interested to find out if you guys upbringing did this for you. I was very sure of myself and very sure of my beliefs. Um, I had been taught that we were right. We were, we had the right religion. We had the right lifestyle. We had it all figured out. And everybody else didn't have it figured out. And possibly we're going to hell. This made me an insufferable child. 
because I thought I was better than everybody else. Um, it made me an insufferable teenager because, again, I thought I was better than everybody else and I thought I was right. I was in junior college arguing with a biology professor who was also a vet that the earth was 6,000 years old. And I was 100% sure of myself. I argued with him over religion. I, I mean, not religion, over uh, evolution. I argued with a biology professor, me, an 18-year-old junior college student, argued with a biology professor that he was wrong and I was right, that evolution was not a thing. So you can see where my head was when I was getting out into the world. I had been completely indoctrinated from the time I was a baby to believe that I was right and everybody else was wrong. And I carried that into young adulthood. And that's not good. Guys, that's not good. So it just, it made me kind of an asshole. And every other religion, including other flavors of Baptist, I grew up a Southern Baptist, other religions, other flavors of Baptist, especially Catholics, all go into hell, all terrible people. It was awful. Um, but having started there, I find myself today, at age 41, a liberal, left-leaning atheist. And I came from being extremely right-wing, conservative, fundamentalist Christian over to where I am now. And I can trace that to a class I took in college where they taught the Bible as a myth, not, Hey, the Bible's wrong and the Bible's fake and da, 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 da. That's not what they taught. They said, Hey, this is the story of the creation as it shows in the Bible. We're going to take that story and pull it out of the Bible and look at it and study it. And we're going to compare it to these other creation myths throughout the world. And it turns out they're all real similar and that will do a number on you when you're a kid and you haven't been able to explain some things to yourself and then you realize that, wait a second, we're not the only ones with the same story. And that is what started me questioning everything. So that was when I was, gosh, 20 years old, I guess. So 20 years later, I find myself here. Hi, welcome. It's nice to meet you. <laughs> so I'm not going to make this a full hour. I honestly don't know how long these podcasts are going to take. I'm just going to talk till I'm done talking. Sometimes that might be 15 minutes. Sometimes that might be two hours. We'll just have to see. Um, I'm going to try to grow my audience on TikTok with uh, some new content under the name Thermochromia. Um, I've got Twitter um, under therm Thermochromia. And you can email me at thermochromia at gmail.com. Um, listen, subscribe, give me some feedback. Let me know what you think. Let me know who you'd like me to have as a guest, because I would love for this um, podcast to have as many guests as possible who talk about religion, who talk about mental illness, who talk about familial relationships, whatever we want to talk about. 
I want this to be an open forum. So, yeah, that's one in the bag. Thank you guys for coming along this far. I love you, and I'll see you next time.